Friday is amongst us. It's on top of us. It's around us. Under us. In us. Friday are us. We are Friday. And the Chattanooga Drive-In Show screaming through the morning airwaves in much the same way that a 500-pound cube of lead does not. That draws a picture for you. Here in the Lodge Cast Iron Studio. Solid as a rock. As useful as any tool could possibly be. Lodge Cast Iron Studio. Closing in on our third week of podcasting with the brave, beautiful, and inevitable concept. We didn't do it, somebody was going to. Uh, it might very well be it was somebody you know, more competent and smarter and had more money and more resources. But, but they didn't. The we did. We did. We yeah, did it. We did it. We did it. It's our idea. Fill an adjective here. I don't know if anybody else was going to do it or not, but I went over to the Chattanooga State Media Technology Center the other day and talked to the, the, the head of that department, who I know pretty well. Not super well on a you know everyday basis, but good relationship with. And we sat down, and he knew we kind of what we were doing. And, and I and I was like, he's like, wait, you do this every day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're committed. Are you? Yes. Yeah. Are you kidding Fully. me? <laughs> no. Every day. And this is a guy who no. runs the media yeah. technologies. Yeah. I'm teaching people how to do, you, do this every. Do you? See? You do this every. How limiting other people's minds are, their little bitty teeny weeny little imaginations, their little elfin imaginations, the leprechaun imaginations, and their forward thinking and their visionary process, like a bunch of little pixies out there when they get tiny little brains like this. And we got out of the box and we said, we're going to do it. We're going to do it for an hour and a half. We're going to do it for an hour and 15 minutes. We're going to give you everything you need. We're going to do it every Monday through Friday, starting at 5 a.m. And the police can't stop us and the fire department can't stop us and the president can't stop us. Nobody and and, stop and us. just, uh, and it's Chris Willis uh, to give credit who I'm talking to who's a who's a very he's more video oriented than he is uh audio oriented but he can do both and to, to his point was that's a lot of damn work yes it is like it is. he's talking about oh you weekly or no 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 every single day yeah <laughs> he was like good, just, good for you guys but holy wow like breathing like since we don't have our catchphrase hooked up yet Every once in a while, I'm just going to shout out adjective for I and and I, I want y'all to fill it in with whatever proper or maybe even adverb, you know, modifying adjective. Uh, you know, that was supremely great. Uh, so just just describe the work that we're doing. Us being today, we're playing injured. We're playing down one. Russell the Love Muscle is not here. It is Brian Stone, Jen Lambert, and myself, Jeff Stiles, with a Y. Thank you very much. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show, three of the four musketeers. And Russell had to take his musket uh, to muster <laughs> elsewhere. There was a coming conflict that was going to have to take place. And, Where did and, he go? He he went in Ohio? one direction. He Pennsylvania. Went, he right? went in okay. one direction. He drove directly south. In other words, to <laughs> so to fly north, which is what they make you do around here. He actually went to Pittsburgh. That's right. Pittsburgh. That's right. He's going to go see a hockey game, 
and uh, hockey games are just naturally enjoyable when you're the ones there watching it. All right. Now, we're going to still stick with it as best we can. We had two, two, count them, two plan Bs, and then we had a plan C and a plan D uh, to make sure that we had somebody in there in his place, and everything fell through yesterday. Yeah, we're going Every- with plan Z. Yeah, Z, which is to punt. <laughs> um, but, I mean, we'll still do the, you know, get you the entertaining information, the informative entertainment as best we can. And before we get started, of course... With with the newscast, as it were, this is going to be interesting. Um, I have to check the mental acuity of my team again. It's just just one Uh-oh. of those just one of those. I'm, little, I'm getting tired of this. Yeah, this just, go it, ahead. It's just one of those little things. We I have don't know to where do. peanuts grow. I okay? know. I understand. All right. So here you go. You're walking down a trail. You're trying to get to town A. You come across a fork in the trail. You don't know which way to go. You know town A's on one side and town B's on the other. Town A's where you want to be. Luckily, there is an indigenous person there, a native person of that area. And you know for a fact they're just sitting there cross-legged like indigenous people do, silently there at the trail split. And you know for a fact that there are two tribes in that area that are completely identical the only difference is one tribe always tells the truth, the other tribe always lies. You get to ask one question, and when you're on your way, you know you're going to town A, you know you're going in the right direction, but here's a hint, you still won't know which tribe the native was in. What would that question be? You've got all the show to think about it. If you want to take a shot now, feel free. At the fork in the road, it's like a Stephen King movie. So I like, you don't want to go down that road over there. That that road over there has got all the danger down there. So you. But but is the is he from the tribe that always lies or the tribe that always tells the truth? And again, you won't know, but you will be fully confident that you're going in the right direction. One question. Which way do I go? Is that dumb enough for for no, the answer? No, that's actually that that's the first answer that most people I mean come up with because it makes sense. You would certainly get an answer, but if you answered, you know, if you went with the tribe that lied, yeah, well, it's hard to you know, it's hard you, to know. You, you you they but one of the, they're going to point in one how direction. How do you know they're not lying to you? How how do you know you know? How, how, how so you make you, me you look know? dumb now or later? I just all well, you've got to. Then, I'm not going to give you the answer, by the way. All right. I'm not going to give the answer. The show will end. In not a, sure if, how much I care what the answer is. I was going to say, if y'all haven't figured it out, I will hang on to it because that's just the way these things work. No one one question. I mean, clearly you could just say, you know, am I pointing up? And if he, if he nods yes or but says yes, you don't yes, know if it's what, a lie. But I was going to say, if I'm pointing up and he says yes, you know that he's. And the tribe that tells the truth. But you but only you get, get one you question. You just shot oh. your question. All right. You just shot your question. So there you go. So now you now well now you know who what tribe he belongs to. And I hope this isn't, you know, completely offensive to indigenous folks in our area. No, you I never know. That now. All right. All so right. Uh, we're going to get started with the way we normally get started, with me blowing off somebody calling me during the recording time, and it's a number I recognize. And it's a number that everybody knows that we are doing this, that we come in here and we do this 10 to 1130 on Monday through Friday. 
Everybody knows it. All God's Put your children phone on know mute. It. And everybody still calls me during that hour, and it drives me absolutely batty. So here we go. This is from Russell. I would say, hey, Russell, what's happening? And then Russell would, in his you know dulcet tones and his deep bass voice, would sound very reassuring and incredible. And uh, he would say smart stuff. And he just sent this to us. I want you all to think about this. He actually went out of his way to give us a little of information to go. He didn't have to do that. He's a Above good boy. and beyond. Above and beyond. <laughs> hey, folks, just wanted to make myself useful in my absence here and give you some material which will hopefully help you content-wise or be content-wise. Mayor Coppinger is not seeking re-election, even though he's pretty much assured to win in 2022, has a decent track record with bipartisan support. He's ready to throw in the towel, editorializing here, but I think this COVID saga beat him up pretty bad. I guarantee you that's the case. I don't blame him for wanting to step back. says there are people who want the position but have not run against him out of respect for the friendship. If I could summarize his leadership, I would simply say principled conservative who knew when to listen to the other side. Uh, I believe Weston Womp has already thrown his hat in the ring. If I that's the uh, yeah, that's one of the ones I printed off today too. The only person who stepped up and said I'm in so is far. Weston. I don't know what to think about that just yet. This is not an editorial section of the show, so no. we'll leave it at that. Now he's been there. Coppinger's been there since 2011. So, I mean, he's been there for quite some time, and that was when Claude Ramsey they did this big job shift. And if anybody doubts that they make deals and wheel and deal on who gets positions, go back and look at that chapter. Yeah, Claude Ramsey took a yeah, uh, what, yeah. what the lieutenant governor for the Bill Haslam, yeah, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, he worked, worked for the Haslam, you know, uh, administration. Then somebody else got the assessor of property. Somebody else moved over to the county executive position, and it just it would just it it was just a bunch of swapping around. So it was all fine. Tennessee House uh, approved $900,000 in incentives for Ford plants. Surprise, surprise. Nobody's surprised by that. They're going to give them as much money as they need. Um, and a Johnson City man was arrested, accused of torturing and killing a cat. Nice. Washington County investigators say the cat was found in the parking lot of a funeral home in April, its legs bound, and a bloody screwdriver found nearby. Okay, that's enough. Suspect's name is Damian Davis, by the way. Damien Very Davis. serial killer-ish name. What's the middle name? Damien David Davis. Why? Why would you? Why would you, Wayne Gacy? I think his nickname why, was why? Wayne Gacy. Why, why would you name your child Damien? Maybe they're not old enough to get that. Come here, Lucifer. Right. Come here, Lucifer. I'm barely old enough to get that. Beelzebub, leave that dog alone. Leave that cat alone. Put that screwdriver down. All right, so there you go. So not it. a microwave nearby? I don't know. Yeah, so uh, coming to you through an old Maxwell coffee can with both ends cut out, here is Dave Hooker with sports. All right, here we go. Week 8 in college football. Let's take a look at the SEC. I'm Dave Hooker, off the hook sports. Start with Arkansas Pine Bluff at Arkansas at noon. Now let's move on. How about LSU at Ole Miss? LSU and their head coach, Ed Orgeron, uh, have come to a mutual separation just two years after LSU went 15-0 and and won a national title. What have you done for me lately as far as Ole Miss? After the uh, embarrassing display by Tennessee fans, they will host the Tigers. Ole Miss, number 12 in the nation, 
they could still sneak into the college football playoff, but it's going to be certainly a challenge. Their one loss coming to Alabama, so somebody's going to have to slip up in front of them to make the final four. That'll be a 3-3 start. Mississippi State at Vanderbilt, 4 o'clock, and we'll move on. And South Carolina at Texas A&M will be a 7.30 start. I know a game that a lot of fans are interested in, Tennessee at Alabama. That opened as Alabama being a 28-point favorite. It stayed right around there. And it looks like it's going to be incredibly difficult for Tennessee to pull off what would be a monumental upset in Tuscaloosa, especially when you consider the injuries that Tennessee has on its offensive line, and Hendon Hooker, no relation, will not be playing in this game with an ankle injury either. I'm Dave Hooker, Off the Hook Sports. And today, um, we are still looking back at yesterday's blustery weather. Pretty good-sized storm front came through in the late afternoon. Depending on where you were, it could have been actually quite, quite, quite impressive so uh, hopefully nobody got fluttered out out there. But you know our motto, when the winds are blowing, we're a-going. And when the skies are clear, we're always near. I'm just an adjective. I'm just, just going like with delicious. the flow here. Yeah. Right. Uh, up front wrap-up. Up front wrap-up is the point in the show where we take the most important stories of the day, the ones that we deem to be the most important anyway, the ones that should have the most relevance to you, and just throw them at you as fast as we can. Throw them at the wall and see what sticks, like wet spaghetti. Brought to you by Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House. And they have they have safety glasses in case you do get into a spaghetti throwing contest. You can actually protect your little eyeballs. All your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. And let's go ahead and start off with the... The big one we've been following for so long, and of course this is slightly older news now, but Brian Laundry, definitely him. Uh, as usual, all of the rumors about him being out in the Tetons again or on the Pacific Crest Trail or on the AT or somewhere in Zimbabwe or in the Amazon, people mm-hmm. kept running into him. He was at a rave in New York. And none of this is true. He was right. exactly where they thought he was to begin with. You think the parents knew? Just near, very nearby to the point where he actually entered into the park. A wilderness area, not so much. But the the parks down there, the woods and the actual national forests are a little bit more dangerous and a little bit more conniving than the woods around here. It brings a whole nother level of uh, murder mystery to the story that's going to be on every uh, cable channel for the next yeah. 10, 15 uh, years. This is, this is, and, of course, the the thing is, I mean, this has been going on now for how many weeks? And, Five. And what the parents knew, I do not know. They, they Nothing they did was normal. No way they acted was the way a normal you know, parent couple would act when their son... A beloved son who is now a murder suspect. Don't beat around the bush. I'm not going to sit there and play those games with you. He's a murder suspect. And they didn't do anything normal. But what's funny is that with all of those leads out there and all those people who had pictures of him like Bigfoot, you know, moving through the woods, 
He was right where he started, which is almost always the way it ends up. They're never far. They're maybe a mile and a half at best away from their starting point when they decide they're going to hunker down and just hide. And who knows what got him if he took his own life or... He was on... Uh, their, their remains were found underwater, were they not? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're in the swamp. I mean, you, you, you didn't... We didn't need Randy Horton from Wild Trails to come no. in and tell us that he's not going to be able to survive no. any kind of terrain uh-uh. when your goal is to stay hidden like if your goal is to stay alive well then we can talk about that but when your goal is to stay hidden for all of eternity staying doesn't matter where you are you're not going to survive staying alive is a very high profile you know endeavor yeah you Uh, need to have hope and, you need uh, to have hope. You need to have a goal. He could have, given given the way that the water works down there, the water table rises and falls. I mean, he could have actually died, and the water then, you know, yeah. actually, you know, uh, covered him. I don't him. think the parents knew. They Their behavior was definitely weird. But if you knew that your child was dead, how would you behave? Not I, like, would, I would well, not be sitting here doing this job right now. Well, exactly. I would not be here There's acting no like a normal knew. day. Well, in, in no way I'm going to uh, uh, apologize for the, for the family, the parents, but I do think that is a little bit of one of those, here's what I would have done. Well, I don't think well, sure. you really know what you, you would have done does. until exactly. you're son, no. bo- your baby boy. Like, what do you do? Like, yeah, God forbid. Pretty much any... any yeah, no any, apologizing here, just saying, I don't know what I Anytime you hear somebody start off any sort of statement here's with those words, done. you can just about guarantee you they actually have no idea what they would have done and probably would have done something very near to the exact opposite. That's the way that I the human know nature, what's in the human human beast, you know, works. This this story again, the Lifetime and A and E and Bio are going to be doing productions on this until we're much older people than we are now. And I'm actually pretty fascinated to watch it because we're all a little now fascinated here's, here's with murder mystery. You know what? Whose 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 you know faces are all just limp with disbelief and or twisted with anger are the thousands certainly hundreds, probably thousands of families who have young, dark-skinned girls missing who can't get any damn help right. or any attention even from the local media. Yeah. Just going, what What? What are we? Exactly. What happened? What, what about our baby? You know? I'm sorry she wasn't tall and blonde and, and, and good-looking and, yeah. and, you know, intelligentic. She meant a lot to us. She's missing. We sure would like to find her, get some help. I've wanted to spend more time on this. Uh, I just have not recorded as much stuff as I'd like to recently, but it's the uh, missing white girl syndrome. Exactly. And it's it's real. And it's, that, that uh, I can't even remember her name now, Petito's last name, her uh, whatever her Gabby. first name is, Gabby. She was about as gorgeous as a girl gets. Yeah. And that's where the sensational sensation comes usually, from. Usually white and usually blonde. And uh, which is yeah, there's layer. there's missing other skin tones of skin women all over the world, first of all, but certainly in the country. Do we have, I mean, do you think that we have an actual underlying sort of, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, an underlying motif, a psychological, whether we realize it or not, protectiveness toward that type of person. We all yeah. feel because more protective, and they're, they're more they, frail. They, they seem more frail because the it's, it's not just white people doing it; it's the entire nation. Look at all the black anchors that have been following this story with great interest. 
But I mean, I mean, yeah, an, an unattractive, darker-skinned girl at the you know younger at the same level would not have gotten anywhere near the attention. Nowhere, and it's just it's just a hard one to figure. I mean, we could we could do an hour and a half on just this exact subject. Mm-hmm. We may, I mean, we may be hardwired to protect certain types of people more than we are others, because we think the other ones are just more self reliant. I mean, and I just know. the phenomenon and of be, of quote, so, unquote, quote unquote hashtag van life uh, that's yeah. kind yeah. of a new phenomenon in the last yeah. five years or Get so. Used to it. And uh, and you have these two young people, both good looking, uh, you know, young white man and woman, and they're both dead. We called that. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's hard to not be interested van, in that. Van life was every summer in high school and college. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. Except you didn't have a built in yeah. like bunk bed. You just slept on the ground. The uh, gunman who killed 17 people in Florida high school, of course, uh, Parkland, um, did plead to as many first-degree murder charges as there were, and now the sentencing is coming around. Uh, 23-year-old Nicholas Cruz, um, he spoke, and he told them he felt really, really bad about it, and he couldn't sleep. He was having trouble sleeping at night. He, he was having Poor a hard guy. time living with himself. I have trouble sleeping every night, and I've never killed anybody. Exactly. Did I, I, I'm, I'm going on uh, just memory of hearing the blurb yesterday. That was just in 2018. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. just three years yeah. ago, or one, yeah. two, three, three that years ago. That was one that Margie Taylor Green chased the victims around yeah. saying it didn't I was thinking happen. that was like five or six years ago. It was just the other day. That's, that's when I knew that she was complete Looney Tunes. You know, why do you hate America? Why do you hate God? You know, I have a gun right now. Does that frighten you? I mean, literally chasing this kid down the road, yeah, saying that, that it David, didn't whatever happen. His last name it is. didn't happen. My God! All right, um, I read an entire article, or at least the front page. Mike Perry is a very good writer for the Times Free Press, and it's out of the business section. And I clipped out the entire front, you know, part of the article. It goes on to page C four, but when you learn. You, you you took journalism classes. You took journalism classes, I'm sure. The inverted pyramid, who, where, why, what, when, how, and all this stuff. Get it all in there. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven paragraphs, and it does not say once what this place does. Steam logistics to create 400 jobs downtown. Company to make $7 million investment in shifting its headquarters to historic John Ross building. And I can read the entire thing if you want me to, but I can just tell you, we're growing at a fast clip at about a 1,000% growth rate since 2019. Company now employs 345 people. It's going to employ more. It's a great thing. The, the coronavirus pandemic was, you know, kicked our ass too. And these average jobs will make about $56,000 a year. What do they make? They're a shipping company. Why don't they say they're a shipping company? I'm gonna say they're just they're moving freight. I guess right. Just we we become such a hub for logistics in Chattanooga. Um, I guess that's what it is. I don't know. I I don't understand. In this town, we have buildings that we use as markers and place markers, and you know, and and turn right at the such and such building, and you know, cross references. But we don't know what's in the building. We know their names. We don't know what they do. I'm telling you, that's a full-fledged job for the Better Business Bureau or the, I don't care if, who it, who does it, the chamber. Identify what these businesses do so yeah, we that know. Would be helpful. I think it would help. Yeah. I, I really do. The queen is on rest, She's not bed 95. rest. 
Not bed rest. She refuses to stay in bed. She's got to get up and put the jewelry on every day. But she has canceled several appearances, and they didn't say what was ailing her other than the fact that she was feeling puny, a little peaked. And she keep in mind, she's alone now. Yeah. I mean, her long-time, lifetime companion, that starts taking the, the wind out of your sails pretty quick. And uh, 95 years old. Wow, what a life. What a life. Yeah, she's remarkable. That'll be a remarkable biopic one day mm -hmm. when people are a little bit softer on her. Right now they're awfully hard on her. Um, I'm, I know it has been mentioned on other shows, but very quickly, the pilot programs that we had for Startup Week here that were mostly dealing with recycling and the recycling issues we face, I just want to just give one a shout-out. I mean, there's nothing wrong with these other, you know, groups, the New Terra group, the Green for Good group, the Green Steps group. This is all wonderful, but Olivine Glass Crushing, Chris Greenwood's startup, Olivine Gr uh, Glass Crushing, all it does is crush recyclable glass down into sand to be reused. And we have talked about this a long time, for a long time, for many, many, many years, there has never been a good market for recycled glass in this area, and it is a problem. If they can get it ground down into a fine sand that could then be used into asphalt or building materials, they will have done us a serious solid. A uh, couple of quick ones. Herschel Walker is now distancing himself from President Trump on his run in 2022, possibly 2024. And I will, this, this is from The Hill. Uh, Georgia Senate candidate Herschel Walker looked to distance himself in an interview this week from former President Trump urging Republicans not to vote in the 2022 and 2024 elections if the presidential election fraud of 2020 is not solved. It has been solved. It has been solved. It's just another cartoon character to this. It mess. has been solved. There run, was, Herschel, run. There run, was, Herschel, run. There was no cheating. There was no steal. More people voted for Joe Biden than voted for Don Trump. It's that simple. So here's a guy who's running for office in 2022, which was Trump's idea. He and, pushed yeah, him and to Trump's do this. totally behind him, and he's saying. If, if if we can't get to the bottom of this, don't vote. Wow. He said, he said that. It's on wow. the paper. Wow. And I told you he was not the smartest man you've ever met. An excellent athlete. I didn't say he wasn't a good man. He's got issues. He's got some history. We'll let the world deal with that in their own way. Smart? No. No. Raphael Warnock has uh, outfunded him three to one in the last uh, yeah. three months or so. I read there. Yeah. And the last or whatever you care about that. I'm just going to say it one more time. I've asked a couple of times. I'm looking at the list of books. Uh, Bridget Kenimer's More Than We Can Tell. OK. Angie Thomas's On the Come Up. Uh, Robin Benway's Far From the Tree. And of course, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. What is the filth that is contained in these books? That's what a is good question. what is the filth and the vile content that is actually contained in these books? Youth literature aimed at mature youth that were being apparently read in our schools 
that have got everybody so upset. Somebody tell me what the filth is. I'd like to know, too. I don't know the answer to that, but uh, if you think your kids are reading books, you're delusional. No, that's not true. Mostly. That's not true. <laughs> uh, are there cliff notes? Probably. <laughs> do they still do cliff notes? I don't know. Yeah, they do. I don't know. Probably. It's all I, digital now. I love me some good cliff notes. We all knew how to play. Loved me some good cliff notes. Me and Cliff were tight. We were like that. <laughs> it cost like six, five or six bucks. You can get the whole book in a little pamphlet. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. What would that be, Jeff? That would be an opinion. And, um, well, this is going to be kind of a generic one. Let me just get the... Uh, Good old plug-in for the Chattanooga Driving Show for all the places you can find us. And and keep in mind, we're bearing, like I said, down in our third full week. We have only 20-some-odd days left in our Kickstarter campaign. We need each one of you out there listening. We really do. This is a serious request from me, Jeff Stiles. I'm asking you, please reach out to your friends and ask them to listen Either they will like it or they don't. They, they will get it or they won't. Again, this kind of thing is not a hard sell. This will either appeal to them or they will go elsewhere. If it appeals to them, ask them to give it a thumbs up, a like, and maybe toss us a little something in the Kickstarter campaign. It would help so much. It would. And we're not talking about a huge lump of money. We're talking about, you know, a couple of barbecue sandwiches and some banana pudding down at Shuford's about a $20 bill in the Kickstarter campaign. And you could say you did something for the community and did something to help some pretty decent people. You, maybe not me, but the people I work with are all right. And, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Radiocast, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, all that. The editorial of the day, the Everybody's Got One, it's just real simple. Um, I'm going to read this, this just couple of tiny little stories and then just come back with a suggestion slash question. All right. North Korea tests possible submarine missile amid tensions. Russell has mentioned this a couple of times. North Korea on Tuesday fired at least one ballistic missile, which South Korea's military said was likely designed to be launched from a submarine in what is possibly the most significant demonstration of the North's military might since President Biden took office in the U.S. Second story. China calls missile launch routine test of new technology. China said Monday its launch of a new spacecraft was merely a test to see whether the vehicle could be reused. The launch involved a spacecraft rather than a missile and was of great significance for reducing the use cost of spacecraft and could provide a convenient, affordable way to make a round trip for mankind's peaceful use of space. Um, does anybody really have a clue in the listening audience right now what the hell our policy is in Asia? I mean, in Asia in general, China, the Koreas, Japan, Indonesia, uh, the Philippines. I mean, do, do we have a coherent policy for dealing with with China, Taiwan, what would it be? I am suggesting this uh, right now. And also, China has been busted again 
massive disinformation campaign coming from Chinese authorities, Chinese government officials, Chinese businesses, and well-placed individuals in the nation of China, in the country, and it is completely trying to rewrite the COVID-19 outbreak, and guess who they're blaming? They're not calling it the Wuhan flu. They're calling it the Maine lobster flu. They're saying that it broke out in Maine, in the United States of America, the U.S. of A., and it broke out among crustacean populations, and it was Maine lobsters somehow that created the issue. Now, there has not been one iota, a scintilla of evidence to prove this true. This is something they decided they were going to say in mass, and they are saying it in mass. And when you're talking about the Chinese, that's a lot of mass. And I think that it would be nice, and I know it would be hard to get both sides to settle down on the story, but they need to hunker down and tell America one night in an extra special edition, hour-long, breaking into all regular programming, here's the primer you need to know about what's going on in Asia because we're about to be involved as we can be short of war. And war is around the corner. And we don't have a clue. Are they our favorite nation trading partners or are they our, our greatest enemies on the planet? It might be both. And I think that America deserves an answer, and there needs to be a nonpartisan, bipartisan attempt to dumb it down for the American citizens and have both sides say, I cannot substantially disagree with what is being said here, so we can get a little bit of no, know how and just, I mean, just know what the hell's going on. It's just that simple. Yeah. I'd heard about seafood. I didn't. I didn't know it was Maine lobsters. Well, there you go. Uh, that's my editorial. We need to know, and sometimes the government needs to be the one to take the bull by the horns and make sure we know. Sounds like this could have been part of the dumb moment of the day as yeah, well. Maine lobster is uh, where we're getting COVID-19. Well, the dumb moment is brought to you by Tennessee American Water Company and has been providing quality water to the Chattanooga community since 1887. At the end of every pipe, they know there's a family counting on them to provide clean, safe, reliable water for their health and comfort each and every day. And that's why at Tennessee American Water, they take pride in keeping your lives flowing right. Yeah, the dumb moment today... I had no idea this was the case. I, I open up the paper and I see what looks to me, what appears to be an array of maybe fishing lures. And then I'm thinking, no, actually, I think they're fake fingernails. And then I'm thinking, <laughs> actually, these are tiny shots of marital aids. I can't make it out. Suppositories. Some, some of them are, are very organic looking. <laughs> some of them look, look like something that would penetrate your body this and leave like you dead. It's a hearing aid. And it, they're, they're hearing aids. That's oh, what they are. Well, there you go. And I, and I picked it up and I looked at them. And so, of course, I got my kindergarten scissors out, which I used to put these notes together. <laughs> and I started clipping them out and sticking them in my ear to see if they would help me hear any better. And it no just luck. made it even worse. <laughs> I, I got I got this one for this ear and this one for that ear. What year and cut is them this out one from? And stuffed them in. The, I had I had one in each ear and it just sounded fuzzier than ever. I mean, and I'm and they tell you not to put anything 
you know, the size of a Q-tip or smaller in your ear, which is why they designed Q-tips and they tell them not to put them in your ear, which is stupid. And these are smaller than them. And I jammed them up in there real good. <laughs> I couldn't hear diddly squat. Uh, but what I didn't know is you couldn't go out and just buy a hearing aid on your own. I just heard a, a, you have a sp- to be prescribed. Yeah, yeah, you have to get a prescription. I I can't hear. That's you have to crazy. prove to a doctor you can't hear. That, isn't that insane? As I if you no as if idea. you'll abuse the privilege of having a exactly. a, a, a hearing aid. All the things that are regulated, and we have and they're regulated like five thousand dollars a piece. Hearing aids. How is somebody going to be harmed? By the wrong hearing aid, he either hears better probably, or he doesn't hear better. It's, it's probably his an money. insurance issue. That's that's my guess. Thirty-seven million Americans, or fifteen percent of adults, have trouble hearing. I know all of them. <laughs> all of I them. I know a few. About one fifth of people who can benefit from a hearing aid use one. Had no earthly idea, and you are correct. The average price is about five thousand yeah. dollars. For that little bitty blurb of nothing right. right there, like I said, looks like it came out of the bottom of my tackle box. <laughs> and the only yeah, reason I know anything about this like is my, my, my father's been dealing with this for a few years. So that's why I know anything at all about it. And it's like, yeah, you can get some that are not in prescribed doctor's office uh, transactions. But they're junk. They don't, you know, they don't work right. They're I don't know if they're aftermarket or black market. I, I don't know. I didn't get that far into it. But yeah, you want some good hearing aids? You got to go to a doctor and you got to pay. All right. Have you figured out what the uh, question is that you need to answer? <laughs> no, I forgot what the question was. As a matter do you, of fact, do, do you're trying what, to get wait, to wait, town what question a, you asked? There's to, a split in the road. The Native American is sitting. Do there. Do you have a hearing aid? Is that the question you asked? No, <laughs> that is not the the question you asked. You can ask one question. Will you come with me to the right camp? Let me ponder that for a second. Well, Where do you get these, by the way? Is no, this a website you no, pull no, these off? No, no, no. This is what we used to do when we were backpacking. We would come up with these little riddles and, and brain teasers. And the rule is we would never give the answer if you couldn't guess it. So sometimes it would take four or five backpacking trips to get one. I want you no, to know actually, that actually, this that, question was posed to me about a decade ago, and, and you, I still don't know. <laughs> well, that, that would not be it, though, because, I mean, if they said, yeah, I'll go with you to the right. But you didn't say I don't mean you, you right side. To I the mean right the, side. the right side. But yeah, they the said correct. I'll go the with better, you. But I yeah. mean, the liar, the liar, you know, said I, I could go with you, and and then just it wasn't could you, it's will you, will you, will you go with me to the proper side? Well then, and if they say yes, then which direction do you head? Whichever way they take you, That's I guess. T- well, you didn't ask them to take you. That's two questions. I mean, okay. you, you you can determine, yes, they're willing to go with you in a direction. They may be knowing that you're going to the wrong place or the right place, but but you wouldn't know. You wouldn't okay. know. All right, just ask. Fair them. enough. Just ask. What are you doing other than trying to figure out the, the question? This way, it's just sometimes we overthink these things. It's just that simple. Every time we overthink these <laughs> things. Hey, I, I'm gonna do something before Not I sometimes. Do, I know you got a lot. And I only got one. Well, what are you I've doing? Got one. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in real quick with something new, and this is a surprise to everybody, including Jen. Even though we talked about it yesterday, I sent her this morning about 27 songs, mm-hmm. uh, videos of what I think to be, uh, and the video has a lot to do with it too, and many of them, the best songs that there are, and I'm gonna continue to flood her and flood her with music, good music, because 
we have run into an issue with this podcast where we can no longer play full songs until we get some things straightened out with YouTube. We don't want to lose YouTube, you know, as a, as a channel. So many people use it, but we just can't play full songs without them flagging us and creating issues. But our website, because there's nothing being monetized on our website, it's just a website and Facebook page. And then we can send music there and actually build the world's most excellent jukebox. Yes. W-M-E-J. That's it, W-M-E-J. Come on down to W-M-E-J, the world's most excellent jukebox. It's going to be sponsored by Yellow Racket Records, the folks who used to sponsor Rockyology. And when this show was first conceived, there was actually going to be two songs in the show. The first pilot had two tunes in it. The second one had one, and then we realized we were running into trouble. So I'm just saying thank you to an anonymous donor who's chosen to invest in the Chattanooga Drive-In Show but has turned that advertising time that they purchased over to local organizations. One's going to come up here in just a second, as a matter of fact, and that is Habitat for Humanity. So I'm just going to concentrate on that one. The definition of Chattacentric is people giving out of their pocket to help others and other charities and organizations thrive and do well. But I also want to go ahead and just use this as a shout out to the good folks over at Yellow Racket Records. And we're going to bring Rockyology back in a way, at least in the sense that we're going to build the world's most ec excellent jukebox. And we want your songs as well. Send links of the best versions of the best songs. Try to avoid the overplayed stuff that we've all heard a gajillion times before and send them to Jen and we will have a collection unlike anybody's. Or more easily, just go to our Facebook page and post your song to the thread that is the world's best uh, jukebox. Whatever you tell them to do, whatever's the easiest for you and yeah, them. I, I think just probably. Want I just should, want a collection of music. Is that a daily thing? Music. Are you going to send me music like that every I'm gonna day? I'm going to see every day, all day. Okay. When I got nothing else doing, then, if, when then I find we will something, have, I'm sending it We'll have a daily way. post then. All right. All right. Uh, the thing I'm doing is Habitat for Humanity, one of those uh, organizations that this gentleman had turned his uh, advertising time over to. They have upcoming on Tuesday, November 2nd, the Raise the Roof Luncheon, 11.30 a.m. Chattanooga Convention Center, Habitat for Humanity of Greater Chattanooga, the Raise the Roof Luncheon, and they want you to come on down there and help them out. And the keynote speaker is our former Chattanooga Police Chief, David Roddy. And I have been very frustrated over the last two and a half years yeah and the sense that we could not get Chief Roddy to come in on the airwaves with us. He agreed to a couple of times, but we had bad phone lines. Right. One day our phone lines completely, literally went out from under us. They just quit working. They were cut off on a day where we had it scheduled, and we were all very complimentary of Chief Roddy and his handling when he basically filled in as mayor when our actual mayor was hiding <laughs> exactly. in his home. Yeah during the pandemic and during the you know the the civil rights activity that was going on downtown just hiding cowering just a fearful little piss ant like he is and chief roddy was the was the acting mayor 
and I think he would have a lot to say. And again, those startup that startup week thing mm-hmm. that I've already mentioned that uh, the current Mayor Kelly is pushing so hard, Habitat for Humanity going to be a huge recipient from a lot of those different startups. It's one of the That's things great. they're focusing on, right? I am going to, I'm going to try to get to the College Dale Apple Festival happening today and tomorrow at the Commons. Um, they're going to have 150 food and, and craft vendors, petting zoo, pony rides, entertainment, and fun for the whole family. It is free and free parking. And what are you doing is the community calendar that we do here made possible by the kindness, concern, and community commitment of the local and regional professionals at Guardian Investment Advisors. They have an office down in Florida as well. Gary Thurman handles all the money my wife and I have invested, and we certainly trust him or we would have done it. 710-9199, 710-9199. Listen to Gary and Tide's podcast. You'll have to go to another station to do that. We allow you to do that every once in a while. They're on three different stations. Uh, the What Podcast with Barry Corder and Brad Steiner on Bonnaroo and things Bonnaroo-ish. Uh, Day Fire Podcast with Dawson Wheeler during the break with Clint Powell. People of Chattanooga, Stone on Air, 91 What. Support your local podcastinators. All right. Here she comes, just a strutting down the street, singing do why diddy diddly dum diddly do. Pam Jen, Jen Lambert, with her corner, Pam's Corner, brought to you by People's Home Equity. Don't start your search for a new home until you're pre-approved. That move will save you time, money, stress, and worry. And also, you get a really, really, really good guide as you move through the market of today. Very confusing out there right now. Bruce Dodd and Trevor Glass, 591-9801, chatmortgage.com. That's two T's, Chatmortgage. Five nine one nine eight zero one. Thank you very much. Yes. Donald Trump is announcing that he has a new media platform called Truth Social after being banned from every other social media platform. Is that something, Brian, that you will look at? Oops. Uh, no. No. Simp- <laughs> short answer, no. I might glance at it, but I won't look directly at it. No, that's not something that's going to interest me at all. But at least he told the truth that he's he is actually opening that. Um, local McDonald's owner and operators are donating over $26,000 to Chattanooga area schools. I think that's a nice gesture. Um, I'm debating whether or not to bring up this subject. What are you guys talking about? Go ahead. No, no. No, please. No, please do. There's sign language going on around. Well, I know, and it's we're awesome. doing it, trying to do it silently so you can do your thing. And now you've messed <laughs> everything right. up. No, I didn't. All right, the Hooters shorts. Have you seen uh, photos? Yeah, no. TikTok made that. Uh, right. No, what? Apparently, the Hooters uniform is being revised, and the girls' shorts are no larger than a G-string, pretty much. Uh, that, that just something? really makes me wanting to go into a place to eat. Exactly. To have you know butt floss in my face. That's the when argument. they're bending over to get my ketchup or salt on. The I don't have a, I don't, one of the many arguments. I don't, I don't have a super strong uh, thought on it because uh, I'm not a you know I'm not going to go to Hooters anytime soon. Um, not because no, for, not for any real reason other than I'm just not. Um, but it, I think they were trying to uh, the company was trying to go down a trend that is young women wearing g-strings regularly i mean if you i mean you you have young yeah. daughters jen i mean 
that that's a that's more of a thing now than it's ever been. I find them grossly unattractive. Hmm. I'll be totally frank. I, with you. I don't care. I who find it them is. incredibly attractive. I have never. I I, I think I, I think. When but it I also comes found to them attractive before that. A bathing suit bottom, just a, a a nice fitting bathing suit bottom that shows a little bit of derriere and a little curvature. That's wonderful. Just a a, a butt hanging out there in the air with one piece of fabric going right up through the crack, and you know what's in that crack. That just kind of just fouls the whole idea Oh, I said, I find it attractive. I don't know that it's a good look in a restaurant. Hygienically, I would think it would be highly questionable in a hygienic manner. But I thought they had already said that they were going to go... They're making it voluntary okay, for yeah. the girls. Because there was a TikTok girl who went, who made it Several viral. of them. There yeah, were yeah. several of them that, am, that spoke out against it. I'm I mean, sorry. I, I, I'm it's gonna, awful. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, this is going to make so many people mad at me. It's women and, and men who are married to these women. I know Hooters has a huge, it's a huge attractor for a lot of people. If you want to see naked women, there's plenty of reasons and ways and places you can go to see naked women. Well, light beer I mean, and chicken wings, a lot of men like that too. I, I know, so. but you know what? Their 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 chicken wings aren't good. Their food is not good. Now mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be no, I'll be not. totally transparent here. I did completely get overserved one night drinking some kind of new beer that they'd been released on tap there and it had a very strong aftertaste and I ate a bunch of hot wings I ate one of those big grouper sandwiches and I got so deathly sick I threw up I was one of the worst hangovers I've ever had in my life and since then the very smell of Hooters hot sauce makes me think of vomit Nice. You know, you know how that that sounds that, about right. You know, when you get a bad hangover, whatever it was, will hang with you for a while. But I mean, it took me five years to drink tequila again. And oh, I can't was, drink and, Rolling and Rock. Was, it's too was, long of a story. But that I was can't my, drink Rolling that was Rock. My drink, but I don't. I've never, never enjoyed the atmosphere in the Hooters. The girls are all extremely cocky, extremely narcissistic, full of themselves. Don't have time to mess with you if you're not heavy hitting, you know, with throwing money around or, you know, clearly, you know, a, a highly successful, you know, single person in there. And most of them just seem to be jerks. And the managers seem to be jerks. I oh, went into I went into managers are perverts. I went into Hooters one time and is. they wouldn't let me sit down because I was by myself. I went in by myself and there was a table that had some seats at it. And I was going to say, can I just pull up here on the end of this table? No, you can't do that. I said, well, what do you want me to do? And so the people at the table, literally, this is in Knoxville, which explains a lot. The people at the table said, man, he's with us. Just, he's with well, us. And they refused to accept that as an answer. They go, no, no, he's not. He's not with your party. He, he can't he can't come in here and dine alone. And, so, and they're going, we want him to sit with us. Leave us alone. And the girl went and got the manager, and they basically asked me to leave. Like, I was a troublemaker. That is Just so weird. Screw Hooters. I don't care what they jam up their butts. <laughs> All right. I don't care. <laughs> I'm in total favor of this crisis intervention training is bringing dozens of first responders to Chattanooga. It's a week-long training that's taking place in Chattanooga for first responders all over the region. When the program ends, these officers will have a unique qualification. I think that's a good idea. All right. To answer your question, 
that you were flashing me when we were do trying we want to, to do be this. secretive. No. Okay. No. We were. We were I couldn't try- remember if we, we marked were, that we off were, the list. We were trying to do semaphore here. Yeah. And he, Jen, he, you know, covered was, the camera, which distracted me. Supposed to just go with the flow, and instead brought all the attention totally, to us. Look. And my handwriting's not very good, so sorry. Wow. <laughs> so that uh, means we're going to mountains. Look. Mountains looking at each other. Story time. Mountains looking at each other. Brought to you by the Sports Barn, with its three locations in our town and getting and keeping people in shape, healthier and happier. All the way back since 1979 when Jimmy Carter was president. They got anything and everything that can help you become a better, stronger, more athletic, better balanced. And I mean better balanced in all the ways. Better balanced left and right. You know, your actual center of of gravity and better balanced as a person between your physical nature and your mental nature working out is good for your brain too thank you sports barn and mountains looking at each other the story uh section of the podcast the chattanooga drive-in show here at the lodge cast iron studios it is the battle of king's mountain and so this is not a jeff story this is not a made-up story this is a very very true story and it's one that everybody in tennessee certainly everybody in america as far as i'm concerned should know about the um anniversary did pass us by a little bit earlier this month and that's my fault but it did take place in October and I'm going to take a second to read to you because you should know about this it involves names that are very important in the state of Tennessee and throughout the southeast and it went like this South Carolina October 7th 1780 1780 The Revolutionary War Battle of Kings Mountain in South Carolina proved to be a stinging defeat in the British attempt to secure control of the southern colonies. How it ended, I love the way they actually start with that, kind of like us doing our upfront wrap-up. That's really what people want to know, right? Uh, American victory. The fierce firefight at Kings Mountain pitted loyalist militia elements under the command of British Major Patrick Ferguson. Patrick Ferguson possibly was one of the people that they modeled the bad guy in the Patriot after. Okay. All right, other people said it was it was another uh, gentleman, Swamp Fox, against 900 Patriots. All right, so there were a ton of, of British loyalists, and there were 900 patients and there happened to be a mountain between them. It didn't look good, all right? So the British effort to secure loyalist support in the South was a complete failure. Thomas Jefferson said the battle was the turn of the tide of success in the Revolutionary War. In context, the siege of Charleston in May of 1780 was one of the worst American defeats of the Revolutionary War. Another British victory in the Battle of Camden followed in August of 1780, we weren't doing well. British General Charles Lord Cornwallis, the one that we all remember because he's the one that eventually did, of course, you know, turn over his sword to uh, George Washington, he dispatched Major Patrick Ferguson to North Carolina in early September of 1780. Ferguson had two tasks, recruit members to fight for the Loyalist militia and protect Cornwallis's left flank as he attempted to move through the Carolinas. 
Keep in mind, about a third of America actually wanted to fight this war for independence. Two-thirds were loyal to the crown or didn't want the war because they just didn't think it was worth it and we were doomed. So it was not everybody in America all joining hands together. Nicknamed Bulldog by his men, Ferguson soon came up against the Overmountain Men. Remember that name. Residents of the Carolina backcountry and the Appalachian Mountain Range and from places that would later become the states of Tennessee and Kentucky. American Cavalry Commander Light Horse Harry Lee, the father of Robert E. Lee. And they actually, his horse is buried on Cumberland Island, a place that he actually owned property a long time ago, uh, called the Overmountain Men, a race of hardy men who were familiar with the use of the horse and the rifle, stout, active, patient, under privation, and brave. To the British, however, they were more savage than the Indians. From the start, Ferguson miscalculated his potential foes, brazenly including a proclamation, including, or excuse me, issuing a proclamation for the local patriots to desist from their opposition to British arms, or he would march over the mountains, hang their leaders, and lay their country to waste with fire and sword. That scare tactic backfired in a big way. These 900 patriots got their back up seriously, and these were backwoods guys who had strong backs to begin with. On October 7, 1780, Ferguson and the Overmountain men met in a small but significant battle in the War for Independence. It took place on a rocky hilltop in western South Carolina called Kings Mountain. The route, route of the Loyalists there was the first major setback for Britain's southern strategy and started a chain of events that culminated in Cornwallis' surrender, surrender at Yorktown. So I just have told you the story, but the, the real story is this. Here is the Loyalist army and the Brits massed. They were fully expecting a meeting in a field in an old-school Revolutionary War style where they faced off and basically just shot each other like they were at a, a turkey shoot mm -hmm. at a county fair. The Overmountain men called that because they decided to hell with going around this mountain. We'll just climb over it. The British didn't think that was possible. They had their back to the mountain, so therefore they could look out and they were completely protected. And all of a sudden, here come a bunch of what seemed to be savage Native Americans swinging out of trees on vines with tomahawks and knives and, uh, and, and instruments of destruction meant for upfront close battle, hand-to-hand -hand combat, and they whipped their ass. They swung down that mountainside and just vanquished them. They took the hardest route possible, and they surprised them, and they whipped their ass, and it led to Cornwallis's defeat at Yorktown. And that's mostly folks from Tennessee and Kentucky and the Carolinas, and that is still worthy of a road trip to go see Kings Mountain. You ought to go do it sometime. Regional Roundup. And shotgun shout-outs, I am going to again implore folks inside the city of Chattanooga. I know discussions are going on about how to do this 
we are offering a weekly, twice weekly, even daily block of time that we would call the city block that they could utilize if they didn't feel like they could use all five days. Take two, and we'll give Red Bank one. We'll give Eastridge one. We'll give Signal Mountain one. But the local communities and their governance and the people that run them are welcome to come in and be interviewed about the things that are the most important going on in their communities. You just got to contact us. I'm not making all those calls to you guys. No, just get in touch. Chattanooga Drive and Show at gmail.com. And we're still looking for some more stringers, uh, correspondents. I've got one from Roger Mayo this morning Good. out there at Hales Bar. He's meeting right now with the people with the uh, the the spook tours out at Hales Bar, a place I will never go back to. Uh, <laughs> certainly scared the hell out of me. And tomorrow, of course. Uh, we're going to be talking to my friend Rick Williams, who has the absolute best ghost story ever, mainly because it happened here. It's a true story. It happened at Craven's house here in Chattanooga, and multiple people were there to actually sign off on it. Hmm. So it's hard to write off. All right, so anyway, Chattanooga Region's emergency blood supply, particularly type O, dangerously low after a summer of decreased donations and high demand from hospitals. If you possibly can, help out blood assurance. Um, mentioned a couple of things earlier about the trick-or-treats, trunks-or-treats. I hate trunk-or-treat, but, you know, it's, that's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do. Willow Tree Farms at the Post Oak Road in Ringgold, Georgia, Hamilton County Church, Cambridge Square, Veterans Park, and Soddy Daisy, Cruise in at Gordon Street down in Chickamauga and the Mowbray Volunteer Fire Department. Uh, that's a Soddy Daisy address, but it's up on Mowbray Mountain and it's at their new fire station. And it's got, you know, it's a trunk or treat situation. The firemen will all be out there and they'll be giving out stuff. And that is going to be on Saturday and Sunday. Sunday from 4 to 8. Bring all the kids by. That is a nice new fire department. A very nice fire department. You can tell where they think people are about to start moving. If you want to get out, too, and look at houses that are decorated for Halloween, North Chattanooga is the place to, to go. I uh, see Pumpkin Painting Party at the Pumpkin Patch Playground on Signal Mountain College, Dell Apple Festival. The Glow Run, that's always fun. The Glow mm -hmm. Run, they do that for Special Olympics down at the uh, River Park. That is Saturday. Uh, I grabbed this when I was down there at the Jayhawk Fest, just the front page of the Walker County Messenger. You know, again, you're in a small town when you have a front page headline. October is Adopt-A-Shelter Dog Month. Uh, like, you know, couple made bad decision from the Dunlap Times. <laughs> and this one, Cloudland Lodge Resort breaks ground. Huge crowd of people with artist rendering of what it's going to look like up at the very top of Cloudland Canyon at McLemore Cove. And I'm just going to say again, when I first started coming up here, when I first started visiting here in the 70s, when we moved down from Ohio and I made my woods friends, Cloudland Canyon was as in the outback as you could get. We would drive two and a half hours to get from where we were down in Bowden, Georgia, or more to get to Cloudland Canyon. I was convinced if I was ever going to see Bigfoot, it would be at Cloudland Canyon. And now we've got golf courses, we've got tennis courses, we've got all these international trails and restaurants. We've got a five-star restaurant up there. Yeah, Still that's a good one. Still just blows my mind, even though they have quick cooking the slash and burn catfish. 
That's that's just I don't understand why they did that. And the final ones here, just shout out shotgun shout outs. Uh, brought to you by RC2 Realty Solutions, and that's pretty much all you need to do. Just add the .com, and you got all the information you need to deal with that distressed property that's been worrying you and keeping you up at night. Robin Ring, Robin with a Y, Ring, will help you sell, renovate. Maybe you want to buy or invest. She can do it all. Talk to Robin at RC2 Realty Solutions .com. And this is the USA Today uh, regional states, uh, Alabama, Montgomery, Katie Boyd Britt has piled up significant cash uh, in her battle over Donald Trump bat U.S. Representative Mo Brooks in the Alabama race for U.S. Senate. So you mentioned the fact that, uh, you know, Herschel Walker was not winning the money race. Neither is Mo Brooks. We'll see what the coattails of uh, President yeah. Trump actually end up like. Tennessee, Nashville, country star Travis Tritt has canceled all shows oh, shucks. at venues <laughs> requiring masks or proof of COVID-19 vaccinations or a negative test. And that makes, of course, perfect sense. Make sure that your crowd is potentially harmful before you go He's out and saving play. lives. He doesn't even know it. Brunswick, Georgia, an insurer is suing the operator of a coastal Georgia warehouse where 50,000 tons of biofuel wood pellets went up in smoke this year. So a bunch of wasted energy and a bunch of smoke in the air. Thank you very much. Another reminder, I'm excited about this, of our putting together Emmy JB the most excellent jukebox or the world's most excellent jukebox yellow racket records gonna help us do it they're out there on east main street and we're gonna start compiling music that you will be able to just basically hit play and listen to it for the next 17 weeks and never run into a bad song uh, top of the pops as far as I'm concerned right now the only thing that really kind of has my attention is the musical chair job market in the country Americans have just figured out that they don't have to work let me just get let me cut to the quick we have more Americans that have walked away from their jobs when they have been asked to come back to work some of them have been given extra benefits re-signing bonuses and everything else and they stay quitting they're not going back. It's not a blip. 4.3 million Americans quit their jobs in August. That is the most on record dating back more than two decades. Now, many of them bolted to take advantage of the 10.5 million job openings that have popped up since the pandemic, often at a higher rate of pay, a historically high figure, but a large number of employees are resigning and moving to jobs that allow them to work remotely, which is what they've gotten used to do, or more flexible hours. Others are just plain burned out after toiling away during the COVID-19 pandemic. We talked about, you know, uh, Jim Coppinger. I think you're exactly right. I think that the COVID year just kicked his ass. I mean, he's he's got some age on him. All those daily, you know, press conferences yeah. they had to do for so long with the changing information and 
couldn't make anybody happy with the information that they were giving out. I thought he did a really good job. So I'm just saying, I'm sure it did wear on him. And a lot of people are switching careers. They're just rethinking their priorities or opting just to plain stay on the sidelines until this whole infection thing ends and just wait it out. They have determined it's not going to end. They've determined that they don't have to work. Americans have determined that they don't have to work. It's just. I mean, some people are are, uh, satisfied in poverty. You know, what what are you going to do? Or they've come up with alternates. I mean, they've come up with alternate ways to make money. I, yeah, I mean, you want to, you know, you don't like the job, take this job and shove it. Do you know how, anything, how many Whatever. ways there are to make money out there? I mean, you might be, you know, in the gray area when it comes to the law, but right now I'm not sure that the law is terribly interested in chasing you down. If you're in a gray area, they're quitting too by the droves yeah. because they're being told that they have to put something in their body That's they right. don't want to. Top of the Pops, the segment of the show where we basically deal with what's top of the mind awareness for us brought to you by a new podcast all about being better versions of ourselves sharing stories and lessons from our successes and failures join bruce dodd as he walks us through learning to be intentional with our money our time our thoughts and relationships the intentional living project dot com all right so i got to make an executive decision here real quick we've got uh wrap this up in five or six minutes or so do we have a deep dive? Are we going to do that? We do not have a deep okay, dive. Okay, so we'll scratch that and we'll just we'll kind of morph this into that. So um, I, I was going to do this earlier in the week, but I couldn't find the audio. And we've talked about in our uh, pre-show meetings that we have every single day uh, that we're trying to build like an audio bank yes. to, to have uh, different things that we can just fire off and play and have fun with. Little funny drops That was movies. easier to do in a more, this is a good studio, but it's not a radio studio. It's not designed to be a radio station. It's designed to be a film, uh, audio kind of play. It's just, it's just different. Sure. And so starting to work on that. So at the end of the, uh, the Titans game, for for many years, it was uh, Mike Keith, who we've talked to countless times on the phone, met, or you probably talked to him in person as well. Sure. And it was Frank Wycheck, who I believe is still one of your favorite players. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still looking for my Titans jersey. I well, don't know where it is. Well, I can find everything else. Frank Wycheck is long gone from the uh, from the media scene, and it's uh, it's now Mike Keith and Dave McGinnis who does the color for Titans Radio, and I and. And I've been just been sports overload with Braves and Titans this week. And when my team wins, I listen to all the post game, all the radio, all the TV, and I do it for as long until it ends. And I caught this on Monday when the Titans won the Monday night game in dramatic fashion. And I thought, damn it, I wish I was rolling tape on that. I I wish I got that this little piece of audio. And then I found it yesterday. So this is something we can use going forward. Uh, it's the very end. Mike Keith does his thing. Uh, they stand him up at the fir- at the one yard line. They, yeah. they they don't get the first down. They don't get the touchdown. Titans win, and Mike Keith calls it. And then this is Dave McGinnis. It's three seconds long, and I thought it was perfect. This, and I it, said this stand should live in infamy. It for will. Sure. Th- this will live uh, on this show at some point for some reason at any point going forward. This is Dave McGinnis on Titans Radio. Yes, not yes, hell yes. <laughs> That's it. Yes, not yes, hell yes. That's perfect. Right after, right after. That's just perfect. think of Mike Keith saying, <laughs> yeah. uh, "They stop him at the one." Yeah. Yes, not yes, hell yes. <laughs> and he was struggling. Yes, not yes, hell yes. He was struggling not to say the other word. You know he, he was. It, it, it was a lot much longer. I was like, yes, yes, yes. 
Not yes. Not Hell yes. 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 No. Yes. yes. No. Hell yes. Stop. Go. Stop. Go. Oh yes. my God. Not yes. Hell yes. I had my so own. So that'll live somewhere for a while. <laughs> I had my own. Uh, as we drift off into Umland, uh, I'll just say this. I I had my own duh moment yesterday when we left here. We had a lot on our minds. We were talking about a lot of things. We're we're, we're solving problems every day. <laughs> We're, we're discovering new ones and solving them every day. My brain was, was battered. It was loaded down. It was laden with all this heavy stuff. I just wanted to go home and rake some leaves and burn some leaves and burn some brush and hang out with my dogs and enjoy the weather. And I got here to the Weston four-way stop where you're not really sure if you should turn down that road. Yeah. Is I that road exactly really an open road or is it a pedestrian? You can drive like, down it. Yeah, you can. You can. But I got there, four cars pull up at the same time. It does time. feel like you're driving on the sidewalk. It does, yeah, it, it does. does a it little, feels yeah. like you're going the wrong <laughs> way down some New Orleans Avenue. And, uh, and, and so I stop, and there's four cars pull up at the same time. Everybody's thinking, okay, which rotation are we going to go in? Are we going to do this right or whatever? And so I, the guy to the right of me, I let him go first, which means that the person to the right of him, the person to the right of him, then finally my turn. And there were a lot of pedestrians, so people were moving around, so it was taking a little bit longer than usual. And uh, I zoned out. You had sent me something to listen to, and I turned it on. I had it in my little Bluetooth speaker, and I was staring at my Bluetooth speaker, which doesn't do any good. There's nothing to look at. <laughs> and I was just staring there and staring there and staring there, and I looked up at the stop sign. I looked back down. I looked up at the stop sign. I looked back down. And then I realized there was somebody behind me and they hadn't honked yet, but they were very close and they were staring directly into my eyes in the rearview mirror. And I went, oh, I'm waiting for the stop sign to change. <laughs> and I have, I have done it before, usually when under the influence of something, but I was waiting for the stop sign to turn green so I could go. Everybody else had gone and I was just sitting there like a bump on a log, just waiting for the stop sign to turn green. All right, we, so got, it we does got about happen. a minute and a half, two minutes tops. Take, take uh, a shot. What, what's, the, what's the damn question the you question ask the guy here? whether you go right or left? One, I don't know. One final time. I'm waiting for the stop sign to you, change. You, Brian Stone, are trying to get to town A. You're walking through the woods on a path. You come to a split, and the split looks exactly the same. One's the wrong direction, one's the right direction. We don't direction. have to reset the There's whole thing. We've all been here the whole American time. American indigenous person cross-legged there at the intersection. You know that he is in a tribe, one of which, they're identical, always tells the truth. The other tribe always lies. You get to ask one question and when he answers the question, you will be on your way knowing you're going to the right place, but you still won't know what tribe The question is, sir, Braves or Dodgers? Which one? I don't know, Jeff. What's the answer? I told you I wouldn't tell y'all <laughs> if you didn't. Nice. Do you not even have a guess? No, I, I guessed. I gave you my one guess. That was a terrible guess. It was not. You ask a the Native American sorry. sitting there cross-legged <laughs> at the intersection at the split. Does he know Sitting Bull? I don't know. What, I don't know. <laughs> you say, I am trying to get to town A. Which direction would the other tribe tell me to go and then go in the opposite direction? Okay. We waited all sense. all morning for that. Yeah, that actually yep. makes very good sense. What what would what would the member of the other tribe, the one you're not in, which direction would they tell me to go 
and then go in the opposite direction because if they were liars, they would lie, you go in the opposite right. direction. Those who told the truth, knowing that they would lie, would point in the opposite direction, and then you would go in the opposite direction. A couple direction. of these Very good. brain teasers have made me feel a little dumb. <laughs> that one doesn't make me feel dumb at all. <laughs> somebody out there, use it to make somebody feel dumb today. Thank you very much for listening to us. And we did it without Russell. Survived. Tomorrow we will have a guest in there telling a Make really, some uh, really, budget really, cuts really, around really. here. It sounds like yeah. we can Monday. do it just yeah, fine. Yeah, Monday, Monday, Monday. A wonderful, wonderful, wonderful story about uh, Haints in our neck of the woods. One of the best ghost stories you've ever heard, I guarantee you. And we'll probably slip in a couple more as well as we get closer and closer. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show and the Lodge Cast Iron Studio. Thank you for listening. Spread the word. Kick a little money to Kickstarter. Help us out, folks. Yes! Hell yes!